Amen. Amen. Good morning. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. My name is Ryan. I am so delighted to be able to worship with you all here on this Thursday morning. If this is your first time here at Pillar Church, we are so glad that you are here. If this is your first time in church on a Thursday morning, we are also so glad that you are here. Uh, I get to learn and serve here at Pillar Church, and uh, I'm just thankful for that. Uh, I'm sure that many of you are anxious to get back home, to finish brining the turkey. If you're still brining it, you might be a little too late. Uh, and to clean up the, the guest bathroom as, as spick and span as you possibly can. So uh, uh, I will be as quick as I possibly can here this morning. Um, before we dive in, however, I'm quite aware that this sermon will fall flat on its face without prayer, so please join me in prayer. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, we give thanks this day for the blue sky. We are mindful of all those in our community and around the country who uh, were hit with such strong weather, who have lost power in their homes. Pray for adjustments to be made to holiday plans today, for Thanksgiving plans. We pray that your Holy Spirit would move through us. We would be aware of your presence today in a time when so many things are vying for our attention, so many things are vying for our love. Would we be aware of your love for us? In Jesus' name, amen. So, uh, you might be here on a Thursday morning in a church saying, well, Thanksgiving isn't itself a, a Christian holiday, is it? You might be saying, well, it's November 28th, why are we here at church service? Um, and I myself, if I'm honest, had the exact same question a few years ago when I first got to Pillar Church, why do we worship on Thanksgiving Day. And if you are thinking that, then you're certainly not alone here this morning. But I also have an answer for you, and it comes from our word this morning. It comes from our scripture passage. So I invite you to listen to what that answer might be and to listen well this morning. I was glad when they said to me, Let us go to the house of the Lord. Our feet are standing within your gates, O Jerusalem. Jerusalem built as a city that is bound firmly together. To it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed by the Lord, to give thanks for the name of the Lord. For there the thrones for judgment were set up, the thrones of the house of David. Pray for the peace of of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek our good. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. That is Psalm 122. If you want to find that, uh, in your pew Bibles there. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said to me, let us go to the house of 
the Lord. Now, on the surface, Thanksgiving has to be one of the least polarizing, uh, least contentious holidays in our country, especially as we kind of go into this holiday season. You hear folks talk about this kind of one month, one and a half month stretch as the holidays, Thanksgiving and Christmas. And we look at Christmas in our ever increasingly secular society and we feel tension sometimes. We leave Walmart and the greeter uh, doesn't necessarily say Merry Christmas, but Happy Holidays, right? I remember a few years ago, the, the Starbucks controversy, if you guys remember that, where they switched the colors of their cups to try to, I don't know if they went from red to green or green to red, but to try to be more inclusive for those who might celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa, for those who might not celebrate anything at all. Plus, for Christmas, we have kind of the, the added financial stress of, well, there's so many gifts to buy, there's parties to go to. What, what's like the farthest out ring of our family that we're kind of obligated to buy gifts for? And we're trying to figure out, like, do the second cousins get gifts? Do the third cousins get gifts? And so it can be a time of anxiousness. It can be a time of tension within ourselves and within our communities. But for Thanksgiving, many of us have the exact same reaction that David had, who, who wrote uh, Psalm 122. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. And we ourselves are glad to return home. We're glad to take a reprieve from our day-to-day -day lives because as Pastor John told us a few weeks ago, if we're honest with ourselves, we are so very tired. We're tired of pushing, we're tired of trying so hard. It's likely that David wrote this psalm in anticipation of the Israelite pilgrims returning from their pilgrimage to their home in Jerusalem. And so we ourselves are grateful to take a break from our own pilgrimage, to uh, kick back on the lazy boy, to engage in the yearly tradition of watching the Lions lose a football game. <laughs> Actually, this is a, a fun fact, I learned this this week. The Lions, the Detroit Lions in the NFL have not won a playoff game since before I was born. <laughs> so that is, uh, doesn't bode well for the Motor City. Uh, and we're happy to engorge ourselves on all the tryptophan that we can possibly get our hands on because we know that our feet are standing within familiar gates. But... Once the initial excitement of this day begins to wear off, the realities of thanksgiving begin to set in. There are many within our own community here in Holland who do not have a place to take a reprieve from their pilgrimage. Their pilgrimage continues today. There are folks who do not have a home or a family to go back to. As David says uh, in verse 4, he says, 
Speaking of Jerusalem, to it the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord, as was decreed for Israel to give thanks to the name of the Lord. And we ourselves are sure enough going to find ourselves around a table, perhaps this afternoon, that is full of tribes. Republicans, Democrats, socialists, capitalists, uh, entering a home that might have had a, a, a white mayoral sign in the, in the front line with the orange circle, after we left a home that had the blue mayoral sign with the little flower at the top, Christians, agnostics, Muslims, Jews, Mormons, white collar, and blue collar. And then inevitably, somebody's aunt will bring up a story that she saw on the website for MSNBC about how the federal minimum wage is way too low for it to be a living wage, and then her, her nephew, who's like your third cousin, will say, oh yeah, I saw that story, but I read it on Fox News, and actually, the federal minimum wage isn't meant to be a living wage, it's meant to be a starting wage, but then he'll say, I don't really want to talk about politics, though. And then the two sophomore sociology uh, majors will leave that room, go into the kitchen to get the utensils for the table and gossip about the whole thing and say they're both wrong <laughs> and I have the answers. Verse 5 says, For there the thrones for judgment were set up. For there the thrones for judgment were set up. Maybe you can relate to these dynamics. Maybe you're anticipating something like that later this afternoon. And so, while on the surface, many of us approach Thanksgiving with a gladness, with a shout for joy, I was glad when they said, let us go to the house of the Lord. Thanksgiving can also be a time that brings up past hurts, that brings up conflicts that have been festering for the last 364 days and are revisited every single year on this day. And even maybe an emotional loneliness of being surrounded by people who share uh, the same blood as you that you are related to, and yet to feel like nobody actually knows you. So, why are we here this morning listening to this intern raid rain on everybody's Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade? We are gathered here this morning in church on Thanksgiving Day because we are not called to sit idly by, tune out the dysfunction of our families, of our society, to simply just grit our teeth and bear it and just say, I've just got to get through it. I've just got to get through it. We're called to something higher than that. Listen again to verses 6 to 9. They say, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. Peace be within your walls and security within your towers. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, peace be within you. For the sake of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek our good. For the sake of my relatives and friends, I will say, peace be within you. 
During announcements time, every single week here at Pillar Church, we say something along the lines of, Christ is in the business of peacemaking, and we are called to be peacemakers in the world. For the sake of my friends and relatives, I will say, peace be within you. We are gathered here this morning as Christians who are called to live for Christ in a peacemaking and peace-seeking capacity. To stand out in a culture that has seemingly never been so divided, so tribalistic. To act as a bridge between differing viewpoints, between different ideologies. Jesus says that you are the salt of the earth, that you are a light on a hill that shines brightly in the darkness. Colossians 3.15 says this, And let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, to which indeed you are called in one body, and be thankful. The word for peace there is irene. The Greek word for peace is irene, which literally means peace between individuals. As Christians, as followers of Jesus, we are called to let the peace of Christ, a peace that brings people together in love, that does not push or fight or bite or tear, but joins together, rule in our hearts and to be thankful for the ultimate division, the division that existed between us and God has been bridged by the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and the ultimate act of loving peace that the world has ever or will ever know. I'm not saying today, I'm not trying to add something more to your to-do list. Please, please don't get me wrong on that because we're tired and we don't have to be putting out every single fire. We don't have to say, all right, I've got to go solve every single conflict today. We are gathered here this morning to be invited into a deeper sense of who we are and whose we are. Not to just do peace, but to live into our identity that is found in Christ, who has accomplished peace and is peace, and we belong to him. So as you leave here this morning, do not merely do peace for the sake of peace necessarily, or because you feel like you have to. But engage in peace because it is who we most truly are in Jesus' name. And it is to him that we give our truest thanks today on Thanksgiving. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen.